0: how's everyone doing in the house of the lord how many standing on the promises of god if you are let's stand and worship
1: can you hear Supernatural
2: If you are a visitor and you have never been here before, we have a little visitor form right here on the edge of the bulletin. If you wouldn't mind filling that out and bringing it to the Welcome Center, we'd love to get to know you and introduce ourselves, and we have a small gift for you. So please, if you've never been here before, fill that out so we can get to know you and know who our new guest is. Um, we have several announcements. We will not have small groups tonight. Uh, we will have a missionary that I've heard that a lot of you know and support, which is Ben West, and he will be here tonight to speak to us, and we hope that all of you will come out and let's support missions, and and let's hear what he has to say. Our women's Bible study is this Tuesday, March the 15th, at 10 a.m. in the Fellowship Hall. Um, We hope that everyone can... You changed it? Oh. First Tuesday in April. I'm very sorry about that. I wasn't even thinking about what the date was when I put that in there. (laughs) Um, Also, our spring revival is May the 15th through the 18th, so please mark your calendars. Senior luncheon is April the 12th, and there is a sign-up in the foyer. If you could please put your name down so we know how much food to order. Um, As many of you may have already seen the flyer, Chosen Road will be with us again on April the 10th. And I've had a couple people... Calling the church that saw it on the sign, wanting to know if they could come. And of course, anybody can come. If you haven't seen our flyer out there yet, we are having a family day for Easter, or I should say a family night. We're going to try to do something a little bit different. On April the 3rd at 6.30 p.m., we're going to start. We won't have small groups that night. It is for children and adults. The Easter egg hunt is for children of all ages, and we will have hot dogs and chips, A devotion. Um, some games and those kind of things. But we're having a nighttime Easter egg hunt. So I have two different sign-up sheets out there. If your child or teenager or whatever age they are, again, it doesn't matter. We can do it from the babies all the way up. We're going to have an Easter egg hunt with flashlights. And so if your child or young adult, whatever, decides that they would like to eggs with us please put their name on the list and their age so that we can kind of separate and know how many we need of each thing um, and we will provide the flashlights for everyone who signs up um, of course we can't possibly know how many extras to get so we will definitely get as many as that signs up and a few extras so please put your name out there and for adults I have a separate sign up sheet if you just want to come enjoy the fellowship with us and the hot dogs and the games and all that good stuff Please put your name on the list and how many will attend so we know how many hot dogs and chips and those sort of things to get. At this time, before our prayer request, Betty Jo has some things she'd like to say about the eggs.
3: Good morning. Um, So Angie's talking about Easter, so you know what that means for women's ministries. Um, starting this Thursday, the 24th, um, Women's Ministries will begin making our eggs that we make every year. We have six, six different flavors, as we always do. White chocolate, milk chocolate, coconut, peanut butter, and fudge. Um, if any of you have signed up to help, let me say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. I do appreciate that. Um, but the other thing is, we're gonna, we're trying to, we have a goal. That's to make 1,500 eggs, to make them, and to sell them. Um, this helps the profits from these eggs helps to fund different things that the women's ministries does, such as the Benevolent Food Ministry, um, different projects around the church. But one of the main things that we would like to donate this t- to this year is obviously the parking lot fund. So anything you can do to help us, either make them, but more importantly, help us sell them. Um, we will have, um, there's some sign-up sheets. So if you think you can take a sign-up sheet with you, not a sign-up sheet, but a, just a sheet, to sell, and you can sell those for us please do so. Um, one of the things that we are going to do a little differently this year um, we are we have a ma- we're going to keep a master copy of this of a sign out sheet in the fellowship hall this is to help us kind of know how many different kinds of eggs that we're selling what sells better and all that so if you sign out any eggs once they started being made please make sure that you sign that um, sign them out on that sheet Um, Sue Goins, if Sue will raise her hand, I know everybody knows Sue. Um, And Kay Dalton, Kay might be in Children's Church. Sue and Kay are actually heading this up for me just because of work stuff. I cannot be here like I would like to. But anyway, so just please help us sell these eggs so we can help support the parking lot, and anything else the church needs. Thank you. If
2: y'all hadn't tried the eggs, this would be a good year for y'all to try them. Okay, it comes time now for our prayer request. Let's lift up, other than what's already on our um, prayer list here in the bulletin, Susan is having migraines all night, so let's please lift her up. Um, My mother's not doing the best in the world. As some of y'all know, I was with her all week and had a wonderful time. But um, as soon as we left, she took a real bad downhill. So she's not in the hospital because she refuses to go. But please lift my mother, Roberta Cook, up in your prayers. Is there anybody else who's not on this list that you would like for to be on this list? Miss Mary Atkins is on this list I think, but she um, is she in the hospital or is she Okay, she was in the hospital and supposed to be going home. So please let's lift up Miss Mary Atkins. Iris Dixon. Is there anybody else? Who? Brother Mark Nicholson? Somebody else raised their hand. Lisa Evans. Bernie Jackson. Miss Sandra Ellington has to get her knee replaced, he said. How many of you know God already knows every name on this list and every name in our heart? I believe that in his own way, he is already answering these prayers. He's just waiting on us sometime to say, God, we need you. We can't fix this without you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, all unspoken by lifting hands. Lord, Heavenly Father, we just praise you and we thank you for all that you're doing in our hearts and in our church, Lord God. For every name that we've called out to you and every name we've listed on this list. And Lord God, even the names that we just carry in our heart. Maybe it's an unspoken request, Lord God, one that's too hard for us to talk about. But, Lord God, you not only hear our words, you hear our thoughts. You hear our tears, Lord God. You hear everything that's going on in us, and you care about the smallest to the largest. Lord God, whether it be cancer or diabetes or emotional stuff or spiritual stuff that we're going through, Lord God, there is nothing, nothing, nothing too hard for you. Lord God, we lift up each and every one of these needs to you, asking you, In your holy name, Lord God, for us not to tell you what we want you to do. But, Lord God, for your will to be done in each and every one of these lives. It is not your will for us to be sick. It is not your will for us to be sad, Lord God. It is not your will, Lord God, for us to carry depression or burdens or anxiety, Lord God. So, Lord God, we lift those up to you right now in the name of Jesus, saying, I can't do anything about it. I can pray for you, but I can't fix it. But, Lord God, the one I pray to can. And we believe that, we stand on your promises, we stand on your word, and we ask you in your holy and mighty name to touch each and every need. I ask you, Lord God, to touch this service today. Lord God, touch our musicians, touch our singers, Lord God, and touch our hearts, Lord God, touch our minds, touch our pastor, Lord God, with an anointing, Lord God, like like we've never seen before, with an anointing, Lord God, that, that we don't just feel a goosebump, Lord God, but that we wanna go out of these doors of the church and spread your good news all over the place. That we go out of this church, Lord God, with joy in our hearts and positive, kind words from our lips, oh Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to be a holy example of you, Lord. Help us, Lord God, to draw others to you and to be a light. Lord God, help us, Lord God, to put our flesh aside. And to, Lord God, remember that you are soon coming. And we need to take as many with us as we can. It's not good enough to just say, I know I'm going to heaven. But Lord God, I don't want any of my loved ones to be lost and go to hell. So Lord God, I ask in your holy and mighty name for every person in here. Think of your lost loved one right now. And Lord God, every thought and every name that comes up right now, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you send somebody in their life that will draw them to you, Lord God. Somebody in their life, Lord God, if we can't do it, if we, if we can't be the one, Lord God, send someone that can influence them, Lord God, to give their heart and their life to you. And Lord God, we pray these things in your holy and mighty name, and we pray that you have your way in this service and in our hearts. In your holy name we pray. And one other quick thing before the music starts again. We have another card from the Lawrence family to read to you. It says, Dear Stoneville PH Church family, Our family wants to express sincere gratitude and thanks for the prayers and all the ways... Of kindness and support shown to our family during this recent passing of our dear mother Marie Lawrence I'm sorry y'all this is it's hard to read on this orange card I can read but it's hard uh, we are so grateful for the cards calls messages flowers food coming to the family night visitation and funeral service and especially thankful for the prayers our hearts have been deeply touched by the remembering by the overwhelming support to our family at this difficult time and many months leading up to now Marie was loved and appreciated by family and friends it means so much to know it means so much to know there are special people holding us up in prayer there is peace and comfort knowing Marie is at rest with the Lord thanks for your continued prayers for Gerald and all the Lawrence family. We love, with love and appreciation, the family of Marie Lawrence.
0: How many just came to get caught up in his presence? I never
1: just gone through the motions i'm so
0: so easy to get off the, get off the right path and you get a little caught up in your mistakes and you think God could never forgive me but that's when you know you can go into the father's house you can lay your burdens down and the old you is gone. you become a new person in Christ In my mistakes, what looks to me like weakness is a canvas for your strength. And my story isn't over, my story's just begun. Failure won't define me, cause that's what my father does. Failure won't define that's what my father does, and do.
1: in the room
4: Amen. How many is thankful to be in the Father's house this morning? Glory to God. Look at some folks around you and tell them you're in the right place. Again, along with Sister Angie, we're just so grateful you're here today and believing, amen, that the Lord is going to speak to your heart and touch your life. You will not leave, amen, without the joy of the Lord in your heart and your need met. That's our prayer today. Before we uh, worship in our giving, I uh, just want to uh let everyone know that next Sunday, next Sunday we're going to be receiving a special offering for Sister Mary Atkins. Now, I was uh, told what I could share and I'll just share this this offering is going to be for some much needed uh repairs to her home. Uh they they really don't have the money to get the things done that they needed to do and so they reached out to us and uh and so we're reaching out to the church. And uh, uh, how many love Miss Mary? Amen. How many know known Miss Mary? Some of you don't know her. She's a very, very precious lady. Her and her husband for many, many years uh, have served here. And I believe she's, what, 98 years old? Now, is that right, Sister Lena? Is that 90, 98, right? She'll be 98 her next birthday. And I'm telling you, she's sharp as a tack. Uh, if you ever get to sit down and talk with her, I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, God's been good to the precious this precious sister, so we uh, we're going to be receiving that offering. I ask that you would throughout the week. Ask God uh, to lay upon your heart uh, what you can do, and uh, we will receive that offering next week. Uh, and we're looking forward to that. How many thank God for the opportunity to give? Amen. Just give back. I mean, we can never, we can never give enough. And. Uh, You know, uh, I always say this because I've met people throughout my ministry that say, Preacher, I don't have a whole lot. Hey, if you'll give it from the heart, it don't matter the amount. Amen. God will honor that. He'll take it and bless it. How many knows God can bless little? And uh, it's not the amount. It's it's the attitude in which you give. And so we're grateful today. Give God praise if you want to. (laughs) We appreciate all that you do. For the kingdom and glory of God. And uh, God is certainly through your faithfulness continued to keep us uh, going forward. And the needs being met here at Stoneville Pentecostal Holiness Church. And uh, I tell you, it's just so good. I was telling Brother Mark, it's good to see him and Sister Virginia back with us this morning. I don't want to call him out, but we, we're so glad to have him back this morning. I was telling him, I look around and said, some of these faces I don't know. So I hope to get, you, get to know some of you. And uh, Brother Mark said, that's a good thing. I said, well, it is. It really is. Uh, there's a lot of folks uh, that are of our church that are still going through some things, and uh, and we long to see them back here. And I believe that little by little as we go forward that God is going to meet their need and we'll get to see them back in the house of God. Won't that be a wonderful time? And uh, we're just uh, looking, as Sister Angie said, for the coming of the Lord. I believe soon and very soon we are going to see the king. and. Uh, uh, with all that's happening in the world today, I can't lay it out and tell you when. Bible said nobody knows the day nor the hour, but our Father which is in heaven, not even Christ. So uh, we just believe that according to the signs of the time we're near. and uh, so I'm looking up. So just keep looking up and keep remaining faithful unto the Lord. If you will, let's stand together, go to the Lord in prayer, and then let's worship in our giving. Ask Brother Freddie, if he will, to ask God's blessings upon the orphan, please.
0: See it that wonders are still what you do. body is still being
1: raised, giants are still being slain. God, we believe, yes, we can see it that wonders are still what you do. Yeah.
4: thank God for what he's done in your life. uh, How many has got something that you can testify about in in your everyday journey uh, that never grows old about what the Lord has done? You remember some things even years ago and you just love to tell that old story. I just think about the time when the lame man sat there by the, the pool of Bethesda and how the Lord came and ministered to his life. He'd been there for a long many years. But then he found hope and he found the grace and the power of God on that day. I could just uh, just think about what he did for many years after that. Well, when he ran into some folks, he just, hey, let me talk to you a minute. Let me tell you what Jesus did for me. I spent 38 years right there by that pool. But after he came by and he touched me, I'm no longer there, but I'm able to share this message. How many has got a message where God has touched you in such a way, amen, that it still stirs your heart today? Lord, give him praise if you want to. This is an old song we go back. In the key of said, Well, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. Well, now he healed my body, he touched my mind, he saved me. It was just in time, I'm going to praise his name, each day he's just the same. Come on and praise him, look what the Lord has done. Come on and look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. Well, now he healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me. He was just in time. I'm going to praise his name. Each day he's just the same. Come on and praise him. Look what the Lord has done. Well, the lame man sat outside the gate. He was begging alms of those who entered him. And Peter and John, they came upon him, the lame man expecting from them. Well, now Peter said, Silver and gold have I none such as I have. I give it unto thee. And right then the Spirit touched that man. Church, he leaped to his feet. He said, Look what God's done for me. Come on and look what the Lord has done. Come on, look what the Lord has done. Well, now he healed my body, he touched my mind, he saved me. It was just in time, I'm going to praise his name, each day he's just the same. Come on and praise him, look what the Lord has done, play it now. was bound by chains of darkness and sin. I had no hope, no peace of mind. Well, my sins were red as scarlet, but he washed them white as snow. He opened my blinded eyes. Now my soul does rejoice, cause I made him my choice. I've got joy, peace, and everything within. And my name is written down In that Lamb's book of life Can't you see what God's done for me? Come on and look what the Lord has done Churches, look what the Lord has done Well, now he healed my body He touched my mind He saved me, oh, just in time Gonna praise his name. Each day he's just the same. Come on and praise him. Come on and praise him. Come on and praise him. Look what the Lord has done. How many can shout that in your life today? Oh, what God has done. I remember the day when he saved me. I remember the day when he moved in my life, when I was in a broken place. Oh, but thank God, his wondrous grace reached down to me. Hallelujah. I was just going to do one, but I feel led to do one more just before the message is sent. Stood in the courtroom. The judge looked my way. It looks like you're guilty. Now, what do you say? I spoke up. Your Honor, I have no defense, but that's when Mercy walked in, Mercy walked in, and he pleaded my case called to the stand. God's saving grace, the blood was presented, and he covered my sin. I was forgiven. When mercy walked in. Stood there, and I wonder just how can this be? That someone so guilty had just been set free. Well, my chain. They were broken. I fell Presented, and He covered my sin. I was forgiven when mercy walked in. Yes, I was forgiven. Remember that day, mercy walked into your life. Thank God for the day mercy walked in. Pleaded our case. We were guilty, amen. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. God's love and grace that He's shown in sending Him. How many are thankful for that? Just just uh, take a moment. You know what? Let's do something different. I know we're, we're Pentecostal, right? How many? Thank God we're Pentecostal. That was quiet. We're Pentecostal. Let's do something a little bit. Different. Let's just stand up and give Him the greatest shout of praise for what He's done for us at the cross of Calvary. If you know Him as your Savior... Give him the biggest shout of praise and hand clap of glory. Amen. There's nothing wrong with making a little noise for Jesus. Amen. We'll make some noise for the world. We'll make some noise at baseball games and football games. We'll make some noise at Trump rallies. But let's make some noise for the one, amen, who gave us hope in the midst of a hopeless situation. Glory to God. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Amen. We're almost home. We're almost Look at somebody and say, We're almost home. If you ain't ready, get on this train. This train is bound for glory. This train I said this train is bound for glory. This train Well, this train is bound for glory. All who ride it must be holy. This train is bound for glory. This train Come on now this train is bound for glory. This train Sing it with me. This train is bound for glory, this train, oh, this train is bound for glory, don't take nothing but the righteous and the holy, this train is bound for glory, this train, amen. Glory to God, I feel the Lord in this house. What a presence of his grace and love, amen. Remain standing, if you will. And uh, Sister Anna Grace continues to play softly for a moment. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Psalm. Psalm chapter 27. I want to read there quickly and then you can be seated. And I want to share with you uh, from the Word that God has placed within my heart. It just simply says, taking a stand. Taking a stand. Um. You'll get to see what I'm talking about as we get into this word today. Psalms 27. When you have it, just say amen. Begins reading. David said this in verse 13. He said, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He goes on in verse 14 to say, wait on the Lord, be of good courage. Somebody say, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Your Holy Spirit Father, I ask you to hide me behind the cross of Calvary. I know I get excited Lord and I get wound up and sometimes I'm mistaken for the Lord sometimes just uh, uh, just being too radical. God I pray that they won't see me but they'll hear you. I pray God today that they'll look look beyond my excitement and beyond Lord, my, my reaction to your presence in my life and and Lord, that they'll just hear the powerful word of God that you're sending to their life today. Lord, that you would let us be anointed to receive it, that it would change our hearts, that it would encourage us for the lost that they would find salvation and hope, for the broken that they would find healing, for the uh, those, God, who are... or or backslidden, that they would find their way back home, those that God are unsure about their next steps, that they would certainly, God, hear this word today and begin to once again trust, Father, that you are still God. Even when we find ourselves in situations that are beyond our control and beyond our abilities uh, to affect Uh, Tonight, uh, this morning, God, I pray that uh, you would have your way in this portion of the service, and we'll give you the glory for it all in Jesus' name. And Everybody said amen. You can be seated. Amen in the house of the Lord. As we just take some time, I tell you, his presence is in this place. As we just take just some time to, to think about. Uh, What we have just read, before I really get into this, I I love the scripture uh, that we have just heard and how David had literally uh, begun to say there was a time in his life and times within his life that he would have lost heart. Has anybody ever been there? There are times in your life and in your season and in your journey uh, when there just looked to be no hope. Uh, That did not mean that you didn't know that God was real. It did not mean that you didn't know that God existed. It did not mean that you had not even been saved in your life. But there are times when uh, the world looks bigger than God, but it's just a mirage. Amen. it's, It's not so. Sometimes there's... Situations and circumstances in our life that seem too big for uh, for us. And sometimes we forget that God is bigger than those things. And David found himself sometimes in those positions where uh, he said it this way. He said, unless I had believed, uh, I would have lost heart. Unless I would have thought about the goodness of God, and unless I would have reminded myself that God was in control, and unless I would have reminded myself that by faith all things are possible to them who believe. How many will believe that with me today? All things are possible to them who believe. I'm taking my time for a minute. I'm not lost. I just want this to soak in for a minute as the Holy Spirit just pours this into me right now. There there, there are times within our life when we need to be reminded that uh, that all things are possible. All things are possible. There's nothing impossible with God. There are things that are impossible with man, according to the Scripture, but There is nothing that is impossible with God. Yet there are times when we find ourselves in those moments where we are shocked spiritually by the circumstances. We're shocked by the report. We're shocked by the condition in the path of our journey and for a moment. Sometimes we find ourselves where we don't know what to do. We, uh, we sometimes even knowing how to pray. We still uh, deal with the realm of our mind that is trying to figure it out and trying to uh, understand and trying to comprehend and trying to uh, find a way that makes sense going forward. And sometimes you just got to take a stand. Uh, when I found myself giving the title of this message, I think a lot of people would, would have thought about it from the context that things are going wrong and you just got to stand up to the enemy and you just got to stand up uh, against the things that the enemy is doing in our country and in our communities and in our own personal lives. But uh, this is out of context with the message today. Uh, throughout Scripture, we find that we are told to stand. Amen. And I want to share some of those things with you today because I think they're important in our journey when we have found ourselves not knowing uh, which way to go, not knowing the next step, not knowing uh, if what we're going to walk into is going to turn out for our good, not knowing... uh, of uh, the sense of direction going forward from here but it's in those moments where we are cautioned not to take matters into our own hands and so in order to avoid that, we have to take a stand. And uh, we don't want to get ahead of God. We, we want his guidance. And, and it's in these moments uh, that we see, and I'm going to give you a tongue twister here for a minute. The Lord poured this in my spirit. It's general knowledge that we can't do nothing and expect something good to come of it, Right? Uh, we can't just sit back and do nothing. At this it's cause and effect. You have to do something in order for something to react. We, we learned that in science. We learned that in, in elementary school. We, 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 we took tests on that. Some of us failed, but we still took tests on it. Amen. And uh, uh, So yet we, can, we can't just do anything when the nothing we are doing is the something God is calling us to do. Now, let me read that again. Uh, I just want you to get that. We can't just do anything when the nothing that we are doing is something God has called us to do. We must realize that sometimes doing nothing is actually doing something. I'm going somewhere with this. Oh, goodness, this is good to my heart. We must realize that sometimes doing nothing is actually doing something depending on the purpose and the content of the nothing. Amen. Now, to our family and friends and brothers, sometimes we reach places along our journey where we don't know which way to step, we don't know which way to go, we don't know how to deal with it going forward, so so sometimes we just shut down, right? And people take notice of that. They know when you're not moving forward. They know spirit, they can even see it on your face. Sometimes some of you come up in here and your face just, and we know you're doing nothing. You're just stuck. You're just stuck in a place. But what we don't realize sometimes is beyond the frown and beyond the pain, something is actually going on in the midst of your nothing. Amen. Amen. Uh, so what what are you trying to say, preacher? I'm saying this that sometimes it's when we reach those places uh, where we don't know what to do, which way to go. The pain and the struggle of it all begins to weigh on us, and we we walk around, but we're not doing anything. We're, we're and I'm gonna get to some things we're doing in our nothing in a minute, but we're we're not really doing anything. And our family and friends can notice it; they see it on our face. We come to church sometimes; they can notice it. They they can tell that nothing. Is really going forward in your life? You just at a standstill. But what they don't realize is something is taking place in your nothing. Oftentimes, because you have taken hold of what I'm about to share with you. Some have, and some haven't. But those who haven't, I want you to get this this morning because it'll change your life. I want to preach today on the word stand. Look at somebody and tell them stand. I don't care what the enemy's done to bring that opposition in your life. I don't care what reports you've got. I don't not care how you've been shaken to the very soul of who you are by the conditions of what you're faced with. We need to hear a word from heaven that just simply says stand, but not just stand. The word tells us on several occasions within the Bible that we must stand still. Look at somebody say stand still. And it's in these moments of our standing still, and I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about spiritually. It's in these moments of standing still. Still, that we find that something heavenly and beneficial is taking place in our moments of doing nothing. Something of heavenly proportions is still happening as we simply stand still. We're going to see some things within the content of this scripture that is going to remind us, amen, that our posture and standing still will bring benefit to our journey. And when we reach those intersections in life that we don't know the next step, we just need to simply stand still. The first thing God wants, I'm fixing to preach now, I feel that y'all don't, y'all just look beyond this and hear what God's saying because I'm getting happy. The first thing that I picked up on that God placed within my spirit deeply is that he said that we must stand still and see. In Exodus chapter 14 verses 12 through 14 the word of God said is this not the word that we've told you in Egypt saying us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in this wilderness. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Look at somebody around you and say, don't be afraid. Just stand still and see. Let me read that again. Moses said unto the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and see. Now there's a content to the phrasing there that brings understanding. First, First of all, he tells uh, them to stand still. In other words, uh, prepare yourself and posture yourself to see something happen in your life to bring you victory that is beyond your control at this very moment. I want somebody to hear what I'm saying right now. Uh, God, Moses is saying unto them, yes, this is out of your control. Yes, we're here at the red." See, yes, there's no way for you to get across it. And right now you're struggling with that. You're struggling with what you see. You're struggling with how you're comprehending this place. You're struggling with how you're understanding what's happening here right now. And how do I know you're struggling? Because right now you're thinking about going back to where you were. And you're thinking about how good you thought you had it back in Egypt. And in this moment, the devil is taking every opportunity to remind you of what you can't do yeah. and to put your trust in things, amen, to God that sustained you physically but did not, miss, did not minister to you spiritually. Sometimes, amen, the enemy will take these moments where we're caught up in the seasons of shock from things that are happening in our life that's coming against us. Hey, and, and as Moses said, we can't let the moment speak to us. We've got to let God speak to us. We can't let the Red Sea being closed up speak to us. We've got to let God speak to us. And Moses said, I want you to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I come to preach somebody this morning and tell you that God wants to do a thing in you that you can't do yourself. God wants to touch your situation and bring about a victory in your life that you not going to be able to engage in, you're just simply going to have to stand still and watch God go to work in your life today. Moses said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He will. Somebody shout, He will. He will accomplish it. See, you gotta have faith. You can't walk around here thinking, my goodness, yeah, I hope God'll do this. And I hope God'll do that. I hope God. You gotta walk around with your head held high and say, He's my father. I know he will. He's gonna supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And at the Red Sea, there was a need. The need was for them not to be approached of the enemy and destroyed. The need was for them to pass over that roadblock he made to the other side. There was a need. Some of you need to understand there's a difference between want and need. And God's will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus today. If you believe that, shout hallelujah. He'll supply it all. He will accomplish for you today what you have need of. For the Egyptians, he said, whom you see today, you shall see no more forever. Whoo! How I many today know there's a God that can get you through it and you won't have to deal with it ever again? Come on, somebody. The struggle is real, is what a fella said one time. We went to a, a, a revival one time for youth down in Andrew, South Carolina. And this preacher got up and he, he began to share the Word of God. And the first thing he said was, mm mm, mm mm, mm mm. The struggle is real. It's real. And sometimes you want to give up in the struggle, and sometimes you want to quit. And sometimes you want to think about what used to be. And sometimes you want to think about how good you might have had it back then. And sometimes you might want to think about uh, ways to get out of that struggle and ways to avoid the pain of it all. But I got news for you today. What 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 Moses said to the children of Israel what God's about to do in your life. He bet is going to bring victory that you will not never have to worry about it again. You'll never see him again. How many of you believe God can do that? Because some of you have been walking around here saying, I've been dealing with this over and over and over and over and over again, and it ain't been getting better. It seemed like one time I get over it, here it comes again, but I'm telling you, I'm serving a God that can give you victory, that that same thing you've been dealing with over and over and over and over and over again, a bad can be brought out of your life, plugged up from the roots, and victory laid over your life today. How many thank God for that? He's a God that'll do more than many times and often we give him the credit for he'll do it. You believe he'll do it today? How many's got some things you don't ever wanna deal with again? How many's got some things you don't ever wanna struggle with again? How many's got some things you, you just believe God is gonna deliver me from right now in this moment? I don't wanna deal with it again. I don't wanna look at this again. I don't wanna feel the pain of this again. I don't wanna go through this struggle again. I'll go through whatever you want me to go through, Lord. But Lord, don't let me go through this again. Sometimes we got to stand still and see. In this intersection of their journey, Moses was leading them by the direction of God out of Egypt. The plan of God did not come without resistance. And to them, the Red Sea was a roadblock that would result in their destruction. It was something that was simply out of their hands. It was nothing they could do to fix this. They didn't know the next steps. In fact, it was... It was a place where they would see God do what it was not in their power to do at all. We need a move of God. Let me just stop right there. We know that. We know that we need God to breathe on his church and to work through his people and to to, to bring about the gospel through the lives of those who are sharing it with power and glory by his Holy Spirit. We know that we need to see the gifts of the Spirit in operation in believers' lives. Amen. Amen. We need to hear prophecy again. We need to hear people, amen, to God praying in tongues again. Why is that for show? No, there's power in that intercessory prayer of the Holy Spirit. We need to see healing again. Man, y'all with me? We need a move of God. But there's some things that we can't do to force a move of God. You hear know what I'm saying? We can build all the church we want to, and we can we can uh, formalize it, and we can we can uh, break it down, and we can put it together, and and, and make it have structure. But if God's not in it, we can sing all the right songs. But if God's not in it, we'll just keep singing. Come on, somebody. We can preach all the right messages. But if God's not in it, we'll just keep on preaching. We can... Make church to be everything the world wants it to be, and we can have all the Sunday school and all the structure and all the kids' classes and all these things. We can have all this, but if God's not in it and moving, thriving in it and through it, then all we're doing is moving but not accomplishing anything. And so sometimes what I want to submit to you today is if we're not seeing the book of Acts take place in the church, we need to stand still and pray, God, I ain't moving another step until you fill me with your Spirit, until you anoint me to do what you've called me to do because I'm not doing anything by doing something that you haven't called me to do. But what you have called me to do, can somebody hear what I'm saying this morning, is to be anointed, to be saved, sanctified and filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I need you There are some things we can't do. And even in this, there are many things within our life when we find roadblocks that God didn't intend for us to do anything but stand still and let the Father go to work for us. And sometimes we forget that he has the ability to do it. And when we do, we get in his way. Anybody ever been in God's way before? Look at somebody and say, I don't want to be in his way. It's in those moments of intersections in our life when we just have to let go and let God. Be still, let go, and let God. Stand still and see. And then number two, we're not only told to stand still and see, we're told to stand still and hear. Sometimes we talk more than we listen. And I don't mean to each other. I mean to ourselves. Amen. Anybody ever had a conversation with yourself? Don't worry. We're not going to call the crazy wagon to come pick you up. Anybody ever had a conversation with yourself? And that conversation was going on in your mind. And you were doing more talking than you were listening. Anybody ever talk to God? Just pray, 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 Lord, I need you to do this. I need you to move in this life. And there was nothing wrong with what you were petitioning God to do, but you were doing all the talking. Had a deacon told me for we come here, had a deacon told me God ain't never spoke to him, that God don't speak to everybody. I don't know how he became a deacon. God speaks to this old boy. He might not call me on the phone, and I may not hear his voice audibly, But I hear his sweet, still, small voice oftentimes speaking to me in my life. Sometimes there are days when I go and I don't hear a thing. But then there are times when it's like a floodgate of heaven is opened. And not only am I talking to him, he's talking to me. I want you to know the Bible didn't say my my sheep hear my voice to people that he was not going to be talking to. Amen. He wants us to hear. And oftentimes, the only way we can hear is to shut up. Amen. It's all right. You tell yourself to shut up. Sometimes I'd be sitting there and my mind's going a thousand miles a minute and I'm talking to myself when I found my, uh, myself in an intersection in life and I don't know the next steps and I'm talking and I'm saying, I, I don't know what to do from here and I-, I, just gotta- I need to do this and my mind's trying to convince me I need to do that and my mind's trying to convince me I need to do the other and my mind's trying to convince me of this and then all of a sudden I say, boy, boy you got to shut up. You ever told yourself to shut up? Well, if you hadn't, you ought to probably do so. It ain't ugly when you tell yourself to do it. Hush! Or Scott, in the words of Roscoe P. Coltrane, he said, Shut up, you dipstick. Uh, Those of y'all know me and Brother Scott, we're Dukes of Hazzard's fan. But I've had to tell myself to shut up many times. Because I'm thinking like a dipstick. And sometimes I just need to be quiet and hear what the Lord is saying. I need to hear what he's saying because what he says is so much more important and so much more powerful and guiding than what I'm thinking so once I find myself being quiet and saying, Lord, here I am to listen, speak to my heart. And there have been times I've asked God to speak to me and, and, and to just uh, pour into my life. And in that moment, it seemed like nothing was happening, didn't hear anything. Sometime it'd be hours. Brothers Epp shared something about this, uh, this same context uh, uh, Thursday night in the men's meeting. By the way, let me plug right in there. If you, if you hadn't been to these men's meetings, we invite you to come, be a part of it. But sometimes it seems like you go hours sometimes. And, and, and then in the middle of the night, he'll just speak to you. Anybody ever had him just speak a word to you? And sometimes it's while you're riding down the road, the Lord will just speak a word to your heart. And you know it's God. And you know what he's saying. And sometimes it may be days and you're praying, God, speak to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you're waiting and you're listening and you're hearing. Why is this important? Because if you don't have the patience to wait and hear from God sometimes in your moment, you're going to step into the enemy's booby trap. Sometimes we need to wait on God because the very next step we take could be a trap of the enemy waiting to devour us, waiting to throw us off course. So we need to hear from God as to what to do in these next steps. And, and the word said in Numbers chapter 9, verses 7 through 8, that the men said to him, speaking to Moses, as they came to the, 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 the time of Passover, it was the first month and the 14th day, and they said, we became defiled by a human corpse while we kept from presenting the offering of the Lord at its appointed time among the children of Israel. And Moses said unto them, listen, stand still that I may hear. Sometimes we got to stand still and hear what the Lord is command concerning, will command concerning you. Sometimes we're not called to stand still and see. We're just called to stand still and Listen. There were some men that had had an unfortunate crossroads in their life. Whether it was intentionally or unintentionally, we're not really certain of. But we know that in the the, the days of the Old Testament and the law of Moses, if they were to touch a corpse, that they would have to be unclean for seven days. The problem was that they had come to bring their offering at the Passover. And I don't know why they didn't know and didn't ask ahead of time. Uh, But here they were on the day of bringing that offering, the uh, 14th day of the first month, and they came with a heart of joy. But then all of a sudden it came to their mind or came to their attention that because they had touched a dead corpse that they were not going to be able to bring their offering and give it in the Passover because they were to be unclean for seven days. At this crossroads, they're finding themselves not knowing what to do. Am I going to be able to bring my offering? Am I going to be able to present this before the Lord? Or is he not going to receive it now? And they begin to inquire unto Moses, what shall we do? And so uh, uh, what Moses uh, uh, related to them that God had spoke was that they would be able to give their offering. It just would not be today. They would have to go through their process of seven-day cleansing, and then on the 14th day of the second month, not the first, but the second, God would receive their offering. Oh, so rather than disobeying God and doing it anyway, this is important, rather than hearing from God, rather than not hearing from God and going ahead and doing what you want to do, you cause yourself to step into the mess that the enemy has planted for you, but I want you to understand that these people were so in tune with what God wanted and seeking his direction that they were not willing to bulldog their way ahead in the path and do things their way. I want somebody to understand that when you have settled in your mind that you want to hear from God and you're willing to stand still and hear from God, uh, this indicates to me that you You care about what God cares about. Amen. You want what God wants in your life. When you are intent to hear, that means that you are, indicates that you have a desire not only to hear, but to follow through with doing things God's way. And just like these men, we need the Lord's direction in our moments when we don't know what to do. We oftentimes don't need a miracle. Uh, We don't always need a supernatural miracle. We don't always come to church needing the healing of God to touch our lives, but there are often times that we don't need that miracle, but we do need his direction. And I wish somebody would shout yes. Uh, some people say, but I don't know which way to go, but I don't need cancer healed, I don't need a heart healed, I don't have disease that I need healed, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna worry about it. Oh yes, yes, yes. It would be better for you to have God's guidance in your spirit, man. Amen. And walk by the that faith than it would for you to be healed because you can go to heaven sick, but you cannot. Come on, somebody. You can't be lost and undone without God and make it to heaven. You need his guidance, guidance to save you, lead you to the cross, guidance to lead you in your walk with God. Our walk is not always about supernatural acts of God because we don't always need them at every moment. We don't need the waters to part. But we certainly need discernment of his wisdom and knowledge given of the Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit of God and the gifts of the Spirit of God operating in our life to help us, speak to us, direct us. Psalm chapter 73 said, you guide me with your counsel and afterwards will receive me into glory. David understood what it meant to be led by God and to listen for God, to speak to him and to stand still and not only see but to stand still and hear what the Lord was saying to him. And Then I'm going to, to finish this up this morning. By singing, there's so many other things I could share with you, but I'm going to finish this up this morning by simply saying this, if you'll stand with me. We're also called to stand still and keep the faith. Stand still and see, stand still and hear, stand still and keep the faith. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 57 through 58. The Word of God tells us as Paul wrote this letter to the church at Corinth. I don't know why we say that. It makes us sound educated, don't it? Well, for some of you didn't know that's what it was, that's what it was. He said, but thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks be to God, to God. How many knows if it, if it wasn't for the Lord, we'd have no hope. Not only eternally, but even in this life. David said it, I'd have no hope. If I did not know, my life would be hopeless. So think about that. He said, therefore, my beloved brethren, because you know we have victory, how many knows you have victory? Because we know we have victory, Paul is saying, I want you to do this: be steadfast, immovable, stand still in your faith. Don't let this world talk you out of it. Don't let the devil convince you, as he has some who have served Lord the Lord for many years that god's not real anymore that faith don't work anymore and backslide on god don't let the devil convince you that god still doesn't do miraculous things as he did in days of old you better believe he does keep the faith don't let the devil convince you that the lord's not coming back he's coming He's coming. He's coming. Keep the faith. When you find yourself at the intersection of these crossroads, have enough faith in God to stand still and watch Him move when it's out of your control. Have enough faith to stand still and through your prayers, shut up sometimes and just listen to the Lord. Stand still and hear His direction. Stand still and keep the faith. Do you know what I struggle with oftentimes? I was raised Southern Baptist. I got saved as a Baptist. Denomination ain't gonna be in heaven. Let's throw that out the window right now. But you better believe everything that Bible says we have we can have is ours. It's the full gospel. I thank God for for the denominations that are standing for the full gospel. But I want to tell you right now, I got saved as a Southern Baptist. Ain't nothing wrong with that. The same Holy Spirit that was in the Pentecostal churches was moving in the Baptist church. It was moving in the Methodist church. It was moving in Episcopal church. God did not stop moving in a person's life just because of the denomination they were in. But I will tell you this, there are some that would say, I don't want the full gospel. Amen to God. And that's all right. That's, that's good. That's perfect. That's fine. But when I was in my early 20s, my father at 50 years old got baptized in the Holy Ghost in a Southern Baptist church with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And it wasn't long after that, they found he wasn't the only one. Many of them began to transition to the church of God, and that's okay. They went from one denomination to the other. You know why they went to the other denomination? Because their faith had got stronger because they believed believed and experienced what the Word of God said they could experience. And they prayed for it until God gave it to them. And then they moved right on up into the Pentecostal church. The Baptists, many of them didn't, oh no, we don't believe in that Pentecostal way. They're going to be shaking from the chandeliers and dancing in the aisles. There's something wrong with that. People losing their mind up in them churches. Don't go there. I remember when I was a kid, my daddy even said that. But as we got older, they realized hey, but there was more to it than just getting saved, amen, and sitting on a pew and going through the motions, amen, there was more to it than that. There was a baptism of the Holy Ghost through sanctification that would come in their life. I come to tell somebody today and now we come into a Pentecostal church, whether it's the Church of God, whether it's the IPHC, and you can walk into some of them, and you know that that you can tell they hadn't had a Pentecostal experience in many, many years. What we need is not to sit by and do nothing. We need a man to hear what God said and keep the faith. It's time for a move of God. It's time for a Pentecostal move of God. Why? This is the faith in which he delivered unto us through the book of Acts. It wasn't just for 120. It wasn't just for the apostles Peter said it was for whosoever and it's all right if we get Pentecostal don't lose your faith don't lose your faith don't you condemn denominations but you maintain your own life. And as God has carried you from glory to glory, you stand still in your faith. If you're saved but not Holy Ghost filled, stand in your faith and keep on growing. If you're saved, sanctified, and Holy Ghost filled, stand in your faith and keep going. I want to ask you all this church we we're going to stop here Jesus saves remember that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is an experience the spirit of God comes into our heart and lives in us at the point of salvation the baptism of the Holy Ghost is an experience and God said we could have it And I'm going after it because I know that it's going to take his power to do the ministry that he's called us to do. I'm not going to be ashamed of it. I don't care if everybody else just sits sits around like cold water is being poured on them. I feel what I feel, and I love to feel what I feel when the Holy Spirit comes and moves upon my life. Preacher, you're judging us. No, I'm not. I'm not. But my goodness, don't judge me. I know what he's done for me. Amen. And you can have all God wants for you. How many wants all God wants for you? How many is in a crossroads in life? You just want to say, Lord, help me to stand still. Help me to stand still and see you move in moments when I can't. Help me to stand still and listen to you. And and Lord, to be quiet and not do all the talking so I can have your direction earnestly seeking through prayer. Help me, God, to hold fast to my faith and be steadfast and unmovable. How many would say that today? Whatever your need is this morning, I'm not going to give one particular altar call, but if you want to spend a little time with God and just giving him praise and glory or interceding over need in your life, oh, whatever the need may be, this altar's open will you come right now as Anna Grace sings and just kneel before God and spend some time with him today